Welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. And I want to start off by thanking my patrons, Rob, MJ, and Case. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast and all the other podcasts I do. You, too, can join in the fun at patreon.com slash stormageddon and uh, give at any level. If you want to get a shout-out, $5 or higher, but otherwise, even a dollar helps. All of the money that I get from my Patreon goes right back into making the podcasts that I'm making and growing them, expanding, buying new gear, um, paying for editors, all sorts of different things. So please feel free to support there. Otherwise, a quick subscribe and a review on your favorite podcatcher helps immensely as well. Enough of that business. Uh, on to our guests this week. Um, I have two guests, Hawata, which I believe I said correctly because I've listened to his album a lot, and of course the incredible Justine Grove. Um, these two I met at... MC Lars and Shafe of the Dark Lords live show in the Queen on the Queens Brooklyn border. Uh, it was technically in Queens. Um, they were the openers. Um, Oata was the opener, and Justine played one song during his set, um, and I think also featured on a song. I met them both that night. Um, fell in love with their music shortly before that show, and have obsessed over it since. And so I was eager to have them both on the show. So I'm really excited about the chat we had. It was a lot of fun. They are inspiring up-and-coming musicians to watch out for. So without further ado, uh, here is my episode with Boata and Justine Grove. So uh, and so, I'm just I'm honestly just really excited to talk to you both because I've never I'm a big music nerd as you can tell as mm. you've seen on my Instagram, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I've never gone from a fan of music to seeing them live to becoming infatuated with the album so fast. Like I've been listening to both of your records so much, okay. and I have so many questions. That. Thank you. And like so. For those who don't know, who maybe didn't pay attention to what episode they clicked on, I am talking with Jose, a.k.a. Hoata, and Justine Grove. And uh, so I, I, for, I got to see you both live open for MC Lars, which was awesome, um, especially because typically at Nerdcore shows, it's more Nerdcore. And I would say that you're in a vein of Nerdcore, but there's definitely a ton of other things going on with your music, and it was so nice to have something a little different, especially since Lars is like, all over the fucking map. Spectrum, yeah. Like, he just does everything. Um, but um, I guess the first thing I wanted to ask is, how, Jose, did you get into Nerdcore? Because I'm guessing you're the link to Lars, because, Justine, your music sounds more folksy, kind of yeah. pop, kind of rock and roll. And you, there's elements of that in your yeah, yeah. whole EP, but, like, you you were on stage with Lars. So where where did that come from how did you connect with Lars and Nerdcore I met Lars I went to I'm from Hartford Connecticut okay and I went to a gym class hero show nice with it was Lars uh I had no idea who he was yet. yeah um Patent Pending from Long mm-hmm. Island I remember Patent Pending and Cobra Starship that was the lineup <sighs> Starship. And it was like that's so two thousands <laughs> holy crap <laughs> and it was I don't even know maybe maybe eleven dollars and I I was infatuated with gym class heroes at the time because mm-hmm. I I was raised with a lot of hip hop and I always wanted to be like a rapper mm-hmm. um, and they were like the first band I was like oh it's like rap but with a band you know you know like that was like poppy or right, whatever for sure 
And it was at the Webster Theater. I, I always, yep. always remember that day. And what's funny about that day is I was, it's funny to say that now, now say that now, but I was getting trying to get a haircut. Yeah. And uh, and the Sashi from gym class was standing outside. I didn't know who he was either. I just didn't know. He didn't know he's a guitarist for gym class. He goes, "Oh man, I'm trying to find a barbershop. shop." And I'm like, "Hey, I can like I can give you. You know, I'm going to get a haircut too." And this dude just randomly gets in the car with my, me and my mom, who drove me to the show, <laughs> and we go to the barbershop, and I'm sitting in the barbershop and being like, nobody knows who this is, you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, you know. Um, and then I went back, and then I saw MC Lars, and then the bigger connection happens. I went to see him again, and it was Suburban Legends mm-hmm. who were headlining, and it was Patent Pending and MC Lars again. And, um, sorry about that. It's all good. Um, and... My, my buddy Chuck, who's like so stoked that me and Lars are talking and stuff, he was like, uh, I'm like, yo, you don't come to the show. We used to make like little videos on our like, I, the phones were not, I had a flip phone. Yeah. But it was like on the computer and we had to stand in front of the computer, you know, <laughs> just to like get the, the video. And Lars, we, those, those two albums, uh, the red, I always forget the name of it, the red one with the cover, the red cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and the uh, Whales Are Doing Fine by, I'm really bad with album names. Yeah. Those were like the my freshman year of college were like the two albums I would just did not. So every time we had a party, I'm like nobody knows who this band is. I'm gonna play it, and so when I made my friend Chuck come to the show the next time around, and I'm like, oh, you're gonna finally meet these guys because they hang out at the merch table. It's not like yeah, you know, they're not diva or anything. Right, like, you'll you'll see them right after the show. Um, this is before like Cobra became like pop, you know, sensation. Sure. Yeah, became humongous. Um, and then it was it's funny because to this day, uh, I was in front of Lars. And Chuck goes, and he's going to laugh when he hears this. He goes, who's MC Lars? And I'm like, you're standing right, literally right <laughs> in front You're paying him for your shirt. <laughs> Amazing. And um, That's great. Just to age it, you know, I remember Lars signed my CD. I still have that CD somewhere in my mom's house. And, it, and it was, I was using Reason. I had just started to, like, try to produce. Mm-hmm. And he, like, wrote, like, he signed Good Luck with Reason 3.0. And that, that's how, you know, that's how long ago that was. And somewhere along the way, I don't even know... How we reconnected it was like ten years later. Yeah, I think I just saw him like playing out again. I mean, he's been playing out forever, like, forever. And I just hit him up. And you know, I was in a point musically that I was like, oh, all right, I can, I can, I can try to open this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, sure. And then he, same thing. I think the Spanish kind of caught his ear. Yeah. And we kind of just started bonding over that. And um, and he was like one of the first people. That like said it right immediately. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? sure, and I was sure. Like, yo, you got it. It's actually an acronym. It used to stand for my la- my full name is Jose Oyola, uh-huh. and it's Jose Oyola and the astronauts. Then oh. every time I said that to people, they're like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> never mind. You know, yo, and like, and then I just I had a band before, and then I just it's just me now. So I'm just like, I mean, it's like a made up word, but now an acronym sure, or whatever, yeah. whatever you want. P- you know? People can make up their own words, but yeah. that's really funny. I mean, for a lot of reasons. For one, mentioning patent pending, so. I know Joe Ragosa really well. Um, I, I when Pat and Penning first started out, and when they were touring with Bowling for Super Lot. Oh yeah, I, I I used to go see them a bunch, and I became friends with with Joe and Mike and one of the other band members because I just kept seeing them like every summer. Uh, flash forward to I meet my now wife, but when we first started dating, I played uh, the Siren for her and um, a bunch of other songs. Uh, you spin me round, oh, yeah, and like yeah, yeah. when we started planning to get married, um, she had some other ideas for our first song. But I was like, I really think if you hear "You Spin Me Round," 
you're going to want to dance to the song. That'd be cool. And so it, beca- it became our wedding song. It was our first dance. Oh, that's cool. We've, that's my great. brother videoed it, and then I posted it on Facebook and tagged Joe and Mike and a bunch of the others. And Joe was like, dude, you're killing me. You're going to make me cry. This is ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, I have a personal connection to that scene, and it's so funny that you met Lars through that yeah, scene, yeah. too. Um, so you both played that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized uh, the song you played live air, was Air is Cold, yes. right? I didn't realize that until I was listening to your album today, and I was like, how do I know this chorus? <laughs> oh, shit, it's from the show. So how do the two of you sync up? Have you guys known each other a long time, or have you old yeah. friends? Or We actually met on met Instagram, that, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think we met in person that day. No, 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 we met in person, in person a few days before, before yeah. that. Oh, practice. really? Yeah. Um, do you want to answer yeah, it? Yeah, um, what happened was I was on a streaming site called... Goldbridge Live, and um, you know, you know something. I know, there. I know, like the crew, yeah. So I played there, did the show, and then he contacted me afterwards, saying, "Hey, I know, who was it that you knew from Goldbridge Live?" I know Ross. I don't know if he's still there, but I know uh, the main guy, and I'm like Ryan, but I don't think it's Ryan. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get all the names. I'm really bad with names. <laughs> so um, good. But I, I know. Uh, I, I want to say Pete, but it's not Pete either. Uh, <laughs> Somebody. Me, hold on, I'll tell you right now. But I remember it just came up on my feed, and I was like, I just randomly clicked it, and then mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, who's this? You know, dude. And then I heard it, I, and I found myself listening to it longer than I usually listen to things. So I gotta get these names, but you continue. This yeah, stuff, just but to... I think that was it. And then he hit me up, and then we kept in contact mm-hmm. up until he wanted to do a show with me, and I was like, yeah, I'm so down. Yeah, it's really funny how Paul. Paul, Paul that's okay, his there name. You go. <laughs> it's funny how the internet brings music together like I talk to the all the time when I talk about the nerdcore scene especially like if it weren't for the internet the nerdcore scene wouldn't be what it is mm-hmm. like it just it, it it feels like a smaller group than it is everyone feels closer than they are and like even like talking about like clicking on someone's like Instagram story and listening to their music one of my previous guests Miss So-and-so who's in the burlesque scene which I'm a part of and like it has we could have met any 10,000 other ways but we met because I clicked on an Instagram story of her music, listened to it and loved it, and then reached out to her through no other connections of anybody else mm-hmm. other than seeing she had, it's a beautiful photo of herself as a, you know, and it's just a really striking photo with the song underneath it. And I was like, oh, wow, this looks awesome. And I clicked on it. And the next thing I knew, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I need to book her for the show. Like, it's really crazy how the internet makes music uh, communicated so much easier. Do you find that, especially considering, like, I know I listen to your albums uh, on Spotify, you know, I found them, you know, they're online, they're on Bandcamp, wherever else, but, like, do you find the internet has made it much easier to release music, to make music? Do you you want my honest opinion? Yes. (laughs) Um, I mean, I like streaming, but I hate it. Of course. um, Because it doesn't pay the artist anything. I mean, it does, but... Um, I'm like a sucker for a band camp, to be honest. I'm like, just totally. buy all that or like every, every uh, this month I'm doing like every day I buy like a song from uh, every an independent artist for a buck, oh, nice. you know? Um, and it's just, you know, it's a dollar, you know, you know, like yeah. I, the month is 29 days. So I, I spent 30 bucks, you know, yeah, yeah. I made 29 bands, you know, mm-hmm. even when I get a notification, I mean, even if it's a dollar, like, yeah, I saw somebody buy my song, <laughs> which I mean, it's cool. And I like when people do stream it, you know, and reach out, but I just wish the streaming platform uh, took care of the artists a lot more sure, than they're taking care of themselves. Um, but I do think it's easier, but it's also, there's a lot more music out now, so I feel like it's harder to get noticed, if that makes that any sense. Um, you know, anybody can record, you know, tapping on the wall and put it on SoundCloud mm-hmm. or on Spotify, and it's 
it's there mixed with your, you know, whoever, like Justine's album and yeah. her new song that she has re- released and stuff like that. That's but, true. I agree with you when you say um, they don't take care of the artists too well, but it does make it easier. Right. The shareability sure. is, yeah. like, really high for that. Because I'm new to this whole music thing, mm-hmm. so being able to put everything on streaming sites makes it easier to reach out to people and be like, hey, it's here, and then they find me, and I, I kind of like it, but I do agree with what you said. I mean, my first thing is always, like, like for me, so, like, when Lars puts out a new record, like, I'll go on Bandcamp and I'll buy it, but then I won't bother to put it on my phone. I'll still just stream it on. Stream it. Yeah. On, that's because, usually, yeah, that's good. Because idea. for me, it's one of those things where, like, the, it's the convenience of Spotify. I've been DJing for almost a decade, and while I would like to own every song I want to play, mm-hmm. the convenience of being able to build a custom two-hour playlist in ten minutes on Spotify mm-hmm. with almost any song is really useful. But that said, I pay for Spotify. I try and pay the artists, or if I'm building playlists, then I go back later and either buy it on iTunes or buy it on Bandcamp. Like I try and pay for music, especially if I really like it, because I just, I mean, I agree, obviously. It's its not a secret that, that Spotify specifically pays, like, a, whatever it is, a tenth of a penny. You, mean you, don't want to carry, you don't want to carry a disc fan around anymore? <laughs> it's funny. And batteries? <laughs> Look, for, in, my, in my day, we had Walkmans, which played oh, cassette tapes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. What's, uh, what's funny? DVDs. Oh, my God. I had a mini disc player. Yeah, that's a disc So I remember... My dustbin, when it was dying out of batteries, I would spin the CD to give kind of a jump start so I could close it and be like, you don't have to start by yourself, bro. I got you. And nice. then I got, I got two more songs out of those batteries. Oh, man. Um, oh, I used to remember batteries, period. Is that House of Leaves? Yes, it is. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. I have really bad ADHD, so. You're, you're fine. Um, I the, the next thing I actually wanted to ask you both was talking more specifically about your music. So starting with you, Jose, the, 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 the EP that you released... Like, you could have easily done everything, like, uh, cambio. Like, it could have all been, you know, yeah, he- heavy beats, hip-hop, because you do that so well, but you don't do that. You do one song heavily hip-hop, one's a dance song, one's, a, you know, kind of like a folksy kind of rock song, like, one's kind of like a pop, like, you know, a, a pop song. Was that conscious when you were writing those songs? Did you want a genre hop like that on that record, or is, is it just... You are so influenced by a ton of stuff, and that's kind of how it came out. I have such bad ADHD, I think that's no. (laughs) Um, I don't know. See, I came, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be, like, a hip-hop musician, like a producer, actually. Mm -hmm. Kanye was, like, and still to this day is, like, one of my most influential, like, uh, artists. Mm -hmm. And as I got older, I just realized that I, I I could never, I was... Hip-hop is so, to me, or at least it's so, not aggressive, it's just very upfront and like, yeah. and, uh, and I've never had like the swag I feel back then <laughs> to be like, you know, I could never freestyle, I could, right. I could just never, I never, I didn't have the tools. So as I got, oh, I, I remember I used to be like hip-hop, 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 and then I ran into uh, the Mars Volta, and then I was like, mm. yo, like they sing in Spanish, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I never, and so I, I, it, it opened, it opened everything up, and then I got into bands like Battles, I don't know if you know, um, yeah. and I got like, everything got really weird my music got really weird like i used to play in a band i used to play flute with pedals and stuff like that wow that's cool so i went like way like and i went to school for physics so i was just like way (laughs) like i was like see like you know i'm like nobody's even gonna listen to this because it's so like (laughs) space you know droney and spacey and then i started becoming more like singer songwriter like around like 20 22 and i bought a guitar my grandfather played guitar Mm. i remember i bought a guitar and i was just like what the hell is this thing you know and I never thought of myself like a sing as a singer, I guess, but I used to throw a lot of shows in New Haven, Connecticut, and that's kind of where I kind of 
we had like a little community of musicians and I kind of like it gave me the space to try like my voice out. Sure. And um, a funny story aside from that is I remember we were I was, once the band was established, I had a band. And when I was in college, my music uh, lesson, my voice lessons teacher told me that I would never be a singer. And ironically, ironically, nice. the apartment I ended up practicing in, he lived upstairs. Wow. <laughs> and I remember he was like, oh, who's the voice that's singing? I'm like, that's my voice. Wow. <laughs> and it was so ironic. We were like, remember like three years ago, you told me I could never sing? Uh-huh. Um, and stuff like that. I mean, I've always, stuff like that drives me. Yeah. And I think that I tr- do treat everything with a hip-hop mentality. I am very competitive. Sure. And I'm very, and I like the attitude of it. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think now I'm finding myself more in the hip-hop realm. Right. Or whatever it is. I don't, it's just music to me, so I don't really. Sure. I try, I even when people ask me, I like to categorize it, I have a hard time because I'm like, I just think it sounds good and my voice fits yeah. in that yeah. groove. So that's, you know, it's, it's whatever my timbre sounds like, you know. Um, so yeah, Cambio to me was actually this departing from my like singer songwriter. Oh, okay. So that was that song like I think Pablo, my producer, because he he can I curse on this? Yeah. Uh, uh, not like a lot, but yeah. uh, he pulled that he pulled that shit out of me. You know what I mean? Because I didn't. You know that when I when I first came into the studio, he goes, "Bro, you're asking for change," and you're like, you know, you're all shy." You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and I had to to really feel the words. Uh, my friend Ani made me write the lyrics in a notebook a thousand times. Oh wow! So you need to know this inside and out because you are departing from your usual thing, and you need to make it your own. Yeah. Wow. You know, you need to become comfortable with it, and you're you're not you're reading, you're not re- performing it. Right. Uh-huh. So. Now I feel like I'm doing, I don't know, I'm, I'm finding myself again, I guess. Yeah. And I'm doing a m- more hip-hop. I just like the attitude of hip-hop, mm-hmm. if that makes any, and, and whatever I make, you know, you can call it whatever you want, any or anybody. I just like the the, the competitiveness uh, and the openness. I feel like a hip-hop crowd, nothing against the indie rock crowd, but I've been, I've gotten bored with the indie rock crowd. Sure. It's just like, I get that. Um, I don't. I want to throw a show or a performance that when you come, like you sing along, mm-hmm. or you like. I love Arcade Fire, yeah. but like, or like, I feel like the indie crowd just comes to shows and it's like a thing. And this is not negative, or you know, it's just a th- like, hey, I'm here because I'm supposed to be here, not because yeah. I want to be here. And it's like I want to play to someone that's gonna react back to me, or yeah. like you, like like you, and you sent me yeah. that message. I was like, yo, I can't wait to meet this dude and play these songs. And I'm like, I better, I better play him right. <laughs> this guy's like hoping for the best. So it's, it's stuff like that that makes yeah. it you know worth it. And I want people to talk about it after, not just be like, hey, I was in the corner with my arms crossed, you know, you know, wishing that I wasn't at the show. You know, I mean, but I had a blast at that show. I mean, I know, like I said, I know Lars is here for a while, but like. One of my favorite moments is during, um, what's the name of your dance song? Um, Gemma? Spanish or English? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, dancing with you in the front row. Like, that was just such, like, that's what I want from a concert is some kind of interactivity. And, like, the fact that you, and also, like, the the, as far as the bravado you're talking about, like, that definitely bleeds through to the non-hip-hop songs. Because even, like, Born in the City is kind of just like a pop rock song, kind yeah. of like a pop punk song, but like you have your the the featured rap verse that you did live which was awesome. <laughs> Chesky's a monster. Chesky, he was so he's so good, but like it blends so well because you're kind of talking, you're kind of singing until you get to the chorus and then the the, the hip hop verse comes. It just all it, it all kind of naturally fits together on your style and and it definitely translated live. Like you don't have to worry about that. Right. Um and I thought it was really cool to feature Justine in your set and give and give her a chance to do a song. Um, I was honored. I was like, what, you want me to play like in between your set? Because he was killing it. He was killing it. And so my question is, 
so your your album I think has what eight songs? Seven. Seven songs. What made you cho- choose uh, "Air Is Cold" f- as the song to play live? Because for some reason it's a fan favorite. Oh really? Yeah, and I love singing it too. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like really enjoy it mm-hmm. when I, every time I play. And I think I think it's better with a band, obviously. But I mean, I thought it was great live. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. But it is definitely a fan favorite, and it is a meaningful song for me too. Yeah. Because it's like, um, in the song. I like I'm metaphorically talking to life, and life is telling me, you know, this world is a cold, cruel place. Yeah. Like I know, and I want to help change it, but you know, I got this and I got that and responsibility. So I don't. So this was kind of, I don't know. I, I enjoy the song. It's it's meaningful to me. So. Sure, and you got to play what people like, right? Yeah. Like uh, you know, I was t- I talked to Schaefer. I gave him a little bit of shit about cat people. Which like I love that song. It's such oh, a that great was, song. That was, that was, yeah, that's what, yeah. Like the song he closes with. But like I was like, don't you get bored of playing? And he's like, well, I mean, I made the new beat for it because I wanted to change it up. But like I would never stop playing that song. Yeah. It's my. It's the song people want to hear me do. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it forever. You know. And there are artists who push back against that, but I think you kind of have to lean into that, especially you if do. you have an established audience. Um, Justine, I want to know about your album. So for the most part, it's kind of in this folk singer songwriter vein. Do you, I, I hear inspirations, like I definitely hear the Decemberists in it. I definitely hear some other like folk singer songwriters. Do you, do you attribute the, the structure of that record and your songwriting to a specific kind of artist that you grew up listening to? Or um, is it kind of just an amalgamation of stuff you've heard? I think it's like, like a just combination of everything yeah. because I grew up listening to hip hop and R&B and mm-hmm. then on my own I found folk music like uh, Bob Dylan and sure. then I went into like alternative punk rock. So, I just, I put it together, it's, I don't know, it's whatever, like he says, it's just music, it's like whatever comes out, whatever You're not like going out of your way to write a certain kind of song, it's just how it comes out of you. It's just, I usually write songs on the guitar, Uh so it's like whatever comes from the guitar, and I sing through it, I'm like, okay, this this is something to work from there. So it's just, I guess a combination, I feel like. I'm curious for both of you. Um, do you write the beats or the music first and then lyrics, or do the lyrics come first then you try, or does it kind of depend on the song, depend on the case? It depends on the case, because Air's Code I wrote first, and then mm-hmm. I went home, and then I messed with the guitar, and I was like, okay, this is cool, I like this feel. But then certain songs I'll improvise, like I'll play the piano, the guitar, and I'll improvise and just sing randomly. Um, record it on my phone and I'll go back to it and be like, oh, this is kind of cool, so let me polish it up, let me fix it up, mm-hmm. then work from there. Or... I would do the beat first and be like, okay, let me see what I can write for this. So it always depends. It depends me. per song. What I suck at computers, so and I, just, <laughs> I get too frustrated. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm like, I just, like, I just want like, and I can't do it, yeah. so like, I throw the computer. Um, no, um, it's a, it's a mixture. Yeah. Um, cause it's uh, sometimes I'll have like, I'll make like a beat, not a really a beat. I use a, a loop pedal. Okay. And a guitar. Sure. Yeah. And like then I run my bass through it or whatever. And then I just start building it. And then sometimes, you know, like Strangers, the second two, the two, the second and third verse of Strangers were actually a different song that I was working on. And I had this one song, and I'm like, I had with this, the first verse of Strangers, mm-hmm. uh, that um, the world keeps spinning one. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm stuck on this first verse, and I don't know. And then one day I was like, I wonder if this, other, you know, and I put them together, and it was like, you know, here you have the song. Yeah. Um, to go back a little bit, you know, some of the songs. I do have two albums before this, mm-hmm. and some of the songs on Como Se Dice are songs that were recorded differently before. Oh, interesting. I, and I, I, I am, I'm in the belief that a song's never completely done. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, now I'm, I'm done, You're done, with, I'm with, done with them, 
But it's like, you know, Born in the City, I wrote, you know, I remember I was moving out of my apartment in New Haven. I had, me and my buddy had this jug of sangria, and I had, like, this little Casio keyboard. That was the only thing that was unpacked. And I'm not a really good keyboard player, and I was like, I'm like, yo. And I remember I was looping out on a DL4, a Line 6 DL4, and it would, it would take me, like, 11 minutes just to play because I had to loop everything first. This homie from uh, from Chicago named Nether Friends, mm-hmm. he kind of got me into the looping, like, oh, I can... You know, I can write songs by myself because I can just loop stuff and then keep building right. on top, layers, layering and then eventually take whatever is not needed. Um, so I forgot where I was going with that. But um, You're just talking about the songwriting process. It's, it's sweet. With, now with Pablo, it's kind of like I present them like the skeleton of the song. Like I write the lyrics and stuff like that and I'm just like, this is what I want it to sound like. When I songwrite, I just, in my head, I don't know if it's like a cocky thing or an arrogant thing, I try to think of like, like MSG full and if how many people can sing sure. along with it. You know I don't, I mean? I don't like, think that's cocky. I think it's trying to understand how that music will translate, right? Yeah. That's all. That's all. I mean, the second that someone like sings your song, that's that's all I want. You know. Yeah. What I, mean? I mean, money's cool, but um. Sure. But uh, you know what I mean? Just there's 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 nothing better. I mean, there's some equal stuff, but there's nothing <laughs> better. <laughs> Keep it PG. But uh, there's nothing better than um. Just seeing someone take something that you wrote on your phone or, yeah. you know, like Cambio, I was dating this I was living with this uh, girlfriend at the time and she had issues sleeping. So I would wake up randomly in the middle of the night and like if I woke her up, you know, it would be like a, like a, you yeah, know, a yeah, fight. Follow. So I, would, I remember I would go into the bathroom and I'm just like, you know, whispering <laughs> into my phone. <laughs> and one day I'm looking at my voice like memos and I'm just like, and I'm like, what's this? And I just hear myself going, damn it, damn it, damn it, you know, really whispering in the yeah. bathroom. And I'm like yo, why didn't I work, you know, and then what? and then I started working on it, and then it's inspired by a band that I really like called Calle 13, so it's, okay. um, if you guys check them out, I mean, they're, hu- they're huge, and, and they're huge, period, but they're yeah. really big in, you know, La- Latino America, America, and, and South America, but um, and now it's more, it's different, I have, a, I am writing a new song, um, and I'm going back in the studio soon, and this one, I wrote the lyrics first. I can hear. I usually can hear the song in my head. Uh-huh. Bob was just better at with at, better with me at being like. I'm like, hey, I want it to sound like this. Can you like? Can you create the sound that I can't create? Because if not, like, I, I there'll be electronics <laughs> broken everywhere. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I just I don't have the. I've never had the patience to be in front of a computer writing a song. But right. I I, just, I I admire people that can do it so much, but I just. You know, there's something something that goes wrong for me, like either a cable's broke. You know, what I'm just like, <laughs> I'm done. I just want to do the song. I know the song. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, so I just whisper it into my phone, and then later on, I'm like, I'm lucky that I have people. Same with my graphic designer. It's kind of like today I sent them an email. It's like I have people in my life that luckily I can tell them like what I need, and they uh-huh. somehow know how to like mm-hmm. translate it into like whatever music comes out. And sometimes I hear it back, and I'm like, yo. You made it better than I thought it was. <laughs> you know, thanks. You know, I mean, yeah, I think that's telling about art in general, especially in the modern space. Like, I mean, I I am a crazy person with four podcasts, and while, uh, yeah, well, I I love doing all of them. If I had to do the graphics for them, um, if I had to figure out the promotion for all of them, like I'm working on a lot of it, but like for every show but this one, they're on a network and we do, my friend does customized artwork per episode mm-hmm. and he's and he does great and he's really great in Photoshop but it's like if I had to do that, I would just throw my computer <laughs> across yeah, the room. I can't do it. It's, I know, I've tried and it just doesn't work out. I can't, I can't do it. And I find it's interesting also artists and creators who make things a certain way there are jacks of all trades who can do everything. But for the most part, you're usually better at one thing than other things. And I find that really fascinating. Especially, 
if you want to try and grow, especially since everything is so independent now and we can do so much independently, you're kind of encouraged to do everything. And like, like, like you were saying about trying to make beats, like the, the last time I tried to do any kind of Photoshop, like I almost threw my computer out a window. I just, I couldn't like the layers and getting it right. And it's like, I'm not an idiot. Like I've built computers and like I play video games and like, I know, I know it. So it's not like I can't do the tech. It's just there are blocks, I guess, against yeah. certain things. I get mad just at loading. Like, like, the idea, <laughs> like it's too. gonna you disappear. Hurry up! Yeah, yeah. like what am like, I waiting for? By the time for? I get like the tracks ready, like the you know, like what instrument? I'm like, yeah. oh, there it goes. You know what I mean? See ya. <laughs> it's true. Um, so you you both are in New York. You both play shows in New York. Yes. Mm-hmm. Often. Yes. Now, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. And do you have? So I guess my next question is: I like to ask performers, especially indie performers. If you have a favorite song to play, it's like you were saying the air is cold is is a fan favorite, but do you have each of you favorite songs that you like to play, like that you like above other songs? I know it's like, you know, it's Sophie's Choice. How do you choose your favorite song? You go first. I honestly played off the crowd. Yeah. Even I'm I'm not even a fan. I almost dislike making playlists. Oh, not playlists. Setlist. Yeah, setlist. Because I'm like, I'll like, (laughs) like I'll I'll write one and I never follow it. You know, Mm -hmm. unless like. I knew, you know, I told her she's coming up with this song, and then I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. now i got to stick to the facet list, you know? <laughs> no, but it, um, I, I don't, um, I think that show, I was starting with a Spanish song. The you did? You came. started with Cambio, But I, I was starting with Peligrosa, actually. The song I oh, that's third. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then, right. But I looked at, no, no, that was the, I played a show with Little B. Oh, okay. And I looked at the crowd, I was like, I'm not going to get away with playing Peligrosa first. Like, <laughs> they're going to be like, get, get off this, you know, it's a like mm-hmm. hip-hop, you know, the hip-hop. So, and it worked that show, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to try it again. You know, I like, I do like the, I usually used to like the, I don't know, my my, my sets are kind of like a roller coaster because right. it's like, you know, you get like cambio, and then I'm like, then you're like chilling out, you know, uh, on like a song like Outside or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I play it off the crowd, to be honest. I do like doing the Chesky verse, yeah. but I'm not nervous because like he uses a lot of alliteration. So sometimes I, I feel like I'm covering a, a Chesky. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like a little ode to him because he's my, ho- he's my yeah. homie. And actually to bring it back, he... Um, how I think I met uh, MCLRs again is they know each other and I think they've toured oh, together. Oh, okay, sure. And because I, I remember when I talked to him, I was like, "Oh yeah, I know who he is." And this is like a couple of years back, and I'm like, "Oh, I used to listen to him when I was like, I think they played a show together." And then yeah. I saw MCLRs again two years ago when I was on Warp tour. Oh, okay. And I think, and then that's when we really started nice. like talking. But I would say this, the Chesky verse, um, I enjoy doing. Enjoy. Or I like playing when when a lot there's a lot of people in the crowd that I know don't speak Spanish. Yeah. I like doing a Spanish song just to be like, <laughs> just to kind of mess with them. Got you. What I, I really do like love that about that EP is that you don't you don't you don't customize it for the audience. You customize it for you. Like you wanted to do these Spanish songs and these English songs, and you did them. And there's it's not because you're catering to one audience or the other. It's because you're catering to what you wanted to create. And that comes across in the live show. Like, you also pushed, really, which I love. I always love audience uh, audience participation. Because, again, when I go to a show, I want to be in the front. I want to make okay. eye contact with the performer. Like, I want to. I want them to know that I'm enjoying the, sh- the set. If I'm not enjoying the set, maybe I'll step back. or Because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to break the flow either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's just not for me. But, like... And so what I loved about your set is that, like, you you made tons of eye contact, you interacted, and you had tons of, like, call and response. Mm-hmm. And you made sure they knew it. And, like, your so- your songs lyrically in points aren't complicated, especially in the chorus. And I think that's really to your benefit because then they can sing along, they can jump in. Like, 
Um, you only have to hear "Born in the City" once to know that chorus. Yeah, it's true. And, and, it's a hard one. That's good. <laughs> and it's and it's the flow of that chorus, though. I think that it's like you know, it's the kind of this kind of rocking feel to it that like makes you just re- it really easy to lean into, mm-hmm. which I think is really great. And I totally got from the live set. What about you, yeah, Justine? I want to take that. I want to. I want to try and do that. I, the I, what? Like, the call and response. Yeah, the call and response. Thing. I live. I live for it. Oh man, it's my you, got, you, got, you got to teach me. Um, <laughs> I think my favorite song to sing for me personally, without like a band, is "I Don't Like It." Mm-hmm. It's it's for some reason I feel it more when it's just me and I really get into it. But I think with a band, it is "Air Is Cold." Yeah. No, no, no. yeah, "Air Is Cold." Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's fun and it's upbeat, and people are like, oh yeah, yeah. But I do, I want to learn that call and response thing. I think it also, I mean, like, when you craft a song, you don't think about a call and response while you're crafting mm-hmm. it, right? You oh, that, no, I do. Oh, yeah. do, oh, do yeah. you really? I, oh, that's really oh. interesting. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, yeah. I, like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say, see, you, yeah, you guys like sports people? Like, sure. Yeah. So I always think of it, you know, like the Seattle Seahawks have the 12th man. Mm-hmm. That's how I think of it. I'm like, hey, especially now that, I mean, I, I used to do their call and response when I had a band, but now I'm like, yo, I'm up here all alone. And to me, at least when I'm watching music, it's like there's only so long I can watch someone play guitar sure. or someone like one person, you know, or hear one voice. That's why I like adding one other voice. I'm like, hey, yeah. you don't even, these people don't even know me. I'm not going to give them half an hour of listening to stuff that they don't know. Yeah. Here's this, let's switch up the timbre and then I'll, I'll come yeah. back. But um, no, I, I purposely write that, it with, like, awesome. I'm waiting. I, I'm like, that's why I try, like, the Lookma song, the acapella song, mm-hmm. that's, I usually, I'll throw songs out that I'm working on to see if the call and response works, and it works ah, on that one. So now I'm like, all right. That's really interesting. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's, cool. It's an experiment at the same time, you know? I've only done that song twice. Um, and if if it works, I keep working on it. And if it doesn't, then I'm like, all right, I'll, t- I'll talk to you later, you know? Um, and maybe I'll come back to it. Right. But I, I, I write to get you included, uh, yeah. or anybody included, because back to the show thing, it's like, I think you paid 15 bucks to come see me, I don't like dancing, but if a band, I, I, it's funny. I always say I'm not a dancer; I'm a singer. Right. But if you can get me to dance, like, you, you at least yeah. me, you know what I mean? I'm like, damn, you got, I like yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally. gonna go download that album right away. Yeah. And it's that's the mentality I go in. It's like, hey, this crowd is as much as the band as me. They're entertaining me, not entertaining, but it's like we're in this together. Yeah. So if I suck, I don't want to suck for you. You paid money. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. like buying something at like a dollar store and it breaks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I want to give you your money's worth, be it $1, be it $100, and every time. Not money's worth, just I want you to experience something that you're not used to experiencing out of, outside of this room. Sure. Because that's, I think, that why we go to shows, or at least, you know, why I go to shows. Like, hey, I had a hard day. I'm going to go listen to music. I need, I need to feel a, 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 either a certain type of way or a different kind of way. Right. Yeah. And that's what I try to offer, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah it does. Totally. It makes a lot of sense. Sometimes I'm like, oh, they don't work there. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a show once I was playing, and I just saw like, a huge Confederate flag. And I was just like, I'm ready. I started with three Spanish songs. just to just, just uh, Yeah, to sure. Well, that, you're going to lean into it. Like, <laughs> if you know that if there might be a block, you might as well just lean into yeah. it. And by the end, yeah. they were singing Born in the City. So I was that's just awesome. like, I get it. You know? Like, that's the, you know... Especially like the shows I'm playing now, they are hip hop shows, and I don't really consider myself full hip hop. Like right. I was playing with P and B, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is not my crowd." But I'm like, "You gotta make them your crowd, you know." And yeah. you gotta teach people, you know, like this call and response is you have to teach. It's an education, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, I sing in Spanish, but you should know. Not you should know, but it's like it it, it would benefit you if you knew more Spanish. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least it'll open you up to a whole new world of music if you listen to music in a different, be it French or any other language, you know, it's yeah. just, um, it's just educating people, you know what I mean? Like, totally. I used to get cranky when people used to not listen to my set or weren't paying attention, like, I used to get mad and 
people don't want to see you mad on stage. You yeah. know, it's like um, you have to prove to them that you're having more fun than them. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then they get, oh, they have the FOMO. You know, I'm, yeah. oh, why is he having so much fun? And I'm, a, I'm the one drinking or I'm the one doing <laughs> this, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, cuz I'm here. I've been working all this week leading up to the show to do this. So mm-hmm. I, this is the 30 minutes that I get and I have to give you everything. You know what I mean? And if you don't take it, sweet. But I'm going to try really hard. I'm going to try really hard for you to like it. Well, that's like, I mean, current day, trying to exist on the internet in any capacity is all about engagement, which is what live shows have always been. But like, it's this new level now where you don't, you, you don't only have to engage them on the album mm-hmm. and live, but now you have to engage them when they're not doing either of those things. Yeah. When they're not listening to your album or they're not seeing you live, they're doing something else, either on Twitter, or Facebook, yeah. Instagram, mm-hmm. wherever, and you have to meet them there too because if you're not, they'll forget about you. Yeah. Or that's the theory anyway, right? Or find you follow up to, yeah. like, hey, thanks for coming to the show. I li- I love talking to people after shows. I don't know if you do. Like, uh, no, I do I, too. I definitely do. It takes a lot, but it's like, you know... I don't know. It's like I, I like hearing what people experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if it's not from my set, you know, like the whole show is a, you know, I want to say, like, how'd you feel through like the Hawata, Schaefer, and MC Lars? Like, what, you know, did you, were you, did you like it? Was it yeah. worth it? Mm-hmm. Sweet. All right. Maybe see you again. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally. like, uh, but um, no, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm going on a tangent now, but no, no you're um, good. Um, I, I just, I love playing live and I write music for that very, you know. So the goal is to play the music live. You don't want to write things the you studio, can't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, really? I don't I hate it. I just like, to me, it's studio, not necessarily torture. That's just like a stronger word. But to me, it's like the, that I have, it's like working out. Yeah. yeah. It's like I have to go you're to the doing, gym. You have to do that. To so get I to look, the next thing. you know, and I look, you know, so I can look, you know, or look good on scene. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. be on stage, you know, like nobody wakes, I mean, I mean, I'm sure somebody does, but I don't wake up being like, yes, I want to do 100 crunches this morning, you know? Right, mm-hmm. sure. Or, um, I mean, I love being in the studio because I know what it'll lead to. Yeah. Right. But it's not my, like, favorite part of Your the favorite process. part is the life. Yeah, going out and like, hey, this is what I created because I think that. Every, there's a band and I don't know going to say the name there's a big big band yeah like you know like um, they have a song called Kids that's all I'll say okay <laughs> and they're from Connecticut too which is like and I, I, I you know and this is not throwing shade but um, they I love their music but seeing them live doesn't ever do anything extra for me it just mm-hmm. feels like you're seeing the album just, live yeah I should have just put on I, I, you know that's AirPods and just chill out you know mm-hmm. um, and I always feel that I, I that's exactly what I don't want to do. I don't right. want you to come and be like, even with playing with backtracks now. I'm, I'm always like, all right, you gotta give a, you gotta push a little bit more because right. you don't want it to sound just like. If not, these people, you're, why why did you not yeah. stay home and play the record or yeah. play? You know, right. Um, so I think that's where the call and response comes. Hey, you heard it. Now you're gonna sing it with me. You know, right. now we're singing it together. You know what I mean? What about but, you, Justine? Are you like all about the live performances? Oh as well? yeah, I love. Love the live performances. I feel like that's where I feel most like myself. Mm-hmm. Life in general. Studio part, it's it's fun, but it gets tedious and annoying because you know you want it to be perfect and you want it to be what you hear in your head. Right. But performance, when you really get into that and you like fall under that, like, like why well, do drugs? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Just go out, sure. go out there and perform. It's it's the best thing. I, I enjoy it so much. Even though I do want to. Be more like you, Jose. Ah, don't do that. I yeah. want to be Call more like response. you. Call a response. No, no. Because I feel like my, my Everybody music... has their their niche, their thing. It's true. I feel like my music is more storytelling. Like, I'm sure. telling you a story. But I would love to have, like, a song where I'm, like, engaging people. Like, hey, hey, hey. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. I feel totally. like that would be great. Um, do you feel like... Um, 
when you're writing your music and clearly you're both writing music for the live performance. It sounds mm -hmm. like while you, you like the process to getting to that, you prefer the process of performing it. Um, would you ever, so you said before the, the acapella song, you're testing that that's not something you've recorded yet. I mean, on my phone. Well, on your phone, but yeah, like yeah, you yeah. haven't. You, but it's something you might hope to if you if you're happy with it. It's gonna come out in May. Oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah. Excellent, very cool. Um, and so, do you do anything like that too, Justine? Where you like kind of t take newer songs for test drive during yes, live performance? Yes, I do that all the time. I because I'm working on an album now, so I've been doing that with uh, like certain songs in the album. Mm -hmm. And if I see they actually gravitating towards it, I'm like, yeah, okay, this is definitely <laughs> gonna be Check. in the album. Yeah. 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 But I haven't done that with like my recent single that I just released. Like, who was it? Like two days ago? Skinny cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I think it was. You, you, gotta, you gotta tell me. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it was. It was recent. It on the twenty second. Yes. Oh, so I haven't. So yeah, two days ago. I haven't test drive that, but like what I was doing, I was playing like you know with guitar and like piano short clips. Yeah. And then I'll put it up, and people were really enjoying those short clips. So right. I was like, okay, and then I... I mean, so that's yeah. still sort of testing it. So it's just it's through still, a different yeah. means. Instead of like, but I have to perform it. I wonder when I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm curious, because I know there are some songwriters who like, all they can do is write music. Like, they, they, they don't have much downtime. They like to use their downtime to just continuing to perpetuate their art. And then other artists need to come down off it, need to step away. Like, I know a ton of the nerdcore rappers that I'm friends with, like, they'll play some video games or watch a movie. Or like, do you... Find yourself engaging in pop culture to decompress and step away. Does it just further influence your music? Like, what do you do outside of songwriting, if anything? And do you feel like it helps or hurts your songwriting? Can I go? Can I go? Oh yeah. yeah. Out of out, because I'm like I'm a really focused person. So if mm -hmm. I focus on something, I just focus on it. But outside of music, Star Wars. Nice. You mean you're wearing an Empire Strikes Back shirt? Huge Star Wars fan. So I'll read some books from Star Wars. I'll watch the movies, the shows, everything. Like I love this Star Wars time now because like new Star like content yeah, so is just much coming stuff. out. Yeah. It's just amazing. You must have loved the Mandalorian. Oh, I adored it. <laughs> and, oh my gosh, the child, Baby Yoda, just comes out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So for me, it's Star Wars. It's yeah. music and then Star Wars. That's really interesting. Yeah. And do you? I mean, I didn't get a sense of any Star Wars in your album, but mm -hmm. do you have you considered writing songs about Star Wars? Or? I have. I don't know why I haven't. This is the thing. I have no idea. But you, but you would do it. Yes. Like it's just you haven't found the right way to approach yes. it yet. Oh, that's course, awesome. That's really cool. I would love to hear like a like a folk folk rock song about the Mandalorian. Oh. I think that's like made for that, right? Because oh, yes. it's kind of like a western. Oh, yes. um, I can see that right. actually. Yeah, now that I think about it, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna work on yeah, that. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jose? <clears throat> I work too much, but <laughs> I mean, don't we all? But I work. I don't, I don't know. Work to me has become just like a tool to push the music. Yeah. So I do think about music all the all the, all time. the time. I can't stop. You know, like even at work, like my coworkers. Are, I'm super lucky because my coworkers are like patient with me. Because <laughs> we'll be in the middle. I work as an art handler, and I'll be we'll be in the middle of like doing like you know putting up art, and I'm like, yo, I gotta be right back, and I'm just in the bathroom like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just producing or, songs. Or anything to do me. I, I love merchandising. Like, I love merch, you know. Yeah. So anything, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, that would be a cool, like, mm -hmm. like merch idea. Um, music. I work with uh, my friend Ani. We have, like, this little collective called Pana, uh, Panapen. Okay. So it's like Panapen Records. So it's like me, my friend Ani, who sings on Cambio. Yep. Um, my friend Fernandito, who actually plays guitar in the back background of Jelame, And my friend Rene Ghost. And we're all, like, Latin, all Latinxers. And um, 
if I'm not working on my music, I'm helping. We're all helping each other, kind of propel each That's other. That's really up. cool. Um, and it's funny because we all four of us make completely. It's we're all like, like you know, like Ani is like I would. I, she's a singer songwriter, but she's kind of in the. She's a little bit more. You have to listen. I, I I'm really bad at uh, like calling music like what right people, genre yeah, yeah genre. So um, I would say singer songwriter. She tells she tells stories. You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And she's very poli- like not very political, but she has like a political message that's, mm-hmm. that I admire a lot. Kind of like Gambio, you know. That's why I was like Gambio. Ani has to be on this. You right. Know what sure. I mean? Renee is kind of the same way. They're both like uh, feminists and stuff like that. And Fernandito is like a surfer from Puerto Rico. So mm-hmm. it's like he has also a message, but it's like we're all so different. Like same message, but very different than than each other. So. When I'm not working on music, I'm working on something that has to do with, <laughs> with music. music yeah. uh, I'm just enveloped now. You know, I, the older I get, the more that I just don't want to do anything else. If right. that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Um, if if I had my own day, I would be in the studio eight hours a day. As much as I, did, I, I didn't like it, but sure. I rather spend eight hours in a studio than eight hours working for someone else's dream. If that makes yeah. any sense. No, so, totally. Yeah. I mean, I. I really, I recently dialed back. I was, I, I'm a D, I've been a DJ a long time, but I was DJing burlesque shows for many years, and I still am. But I'm fading it out because I'm focusing on promoting my podcasts and mm-hmm. growing them because, like, they've organically grown well enough. But like, if I actually spent all of my hours pushing into growing the audience, finding new ways to get people exposed to it, going to conventions, all that kind of thing. And so I get that. I get that once you find the thing you're passionate about, it's really easy to lean in and kind of forget. Um, two of my podcasts are about video games, and sometimes I get so focused on engaging with video games for the podcast that yeah. I forget to enjoy games on my own oh, yeah, and yeah. come down. And like, so then I'll have to like refocus and like, all right, well, like I was playing this game to like write a review or whatever. I'm gonna play this different game to just like chill, like lay in bed and play yeah. my Nintendo Switch and just like relax, just, chill, yeah. just not do anything. And like, it's cool that like you you have sci-fi specifically star wars that is so at least currently based on what i know of your music so completely different Mm -hmm. that you can kind of bounce off if you're not either feeling it or not wanting to work on it into something else and kind of just kind of disappear into that it's it's like it's like a stress relief for me Mm -hmm. star wars because i remember i was i wasn't i was like i did like a fast of star wars i was like okay i'm not gonna watch star wars (laughs) because i'm that big of a fan right so I remember I was doing this and I had such a hard time because Star Wars brings me like this kind of peace that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes making the music won't bring because you'd be like, oh, this has to be this and this has to be that. So it's just so weird how, how Star Wars works for me. Well, yeah, I think also you, you learn as you get older how to interact with your own brain, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, at least for me growing up as an anxious person, like I know that like the weirdest thing, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show before, if I go too long without listening to music, I get anxious and I get upset and depressed. Like, and I'm a podcaster and a podcast nerd. So like I listen to dozens and dozens of podcasts and like, but if I find if I'm on my commute only listening to podcasts too long, I get like a little rattled. Mm -hmm. I need, because I'm also an emotional listener. Like if your song, whether it's really pretty, really sad, really happy, really angry, I, I cry a lot or just emote a lot while listening to music. If I'm angry, like nothing helps me vent uh, depression or anger in the music. And so, like, yeah. I just think... It, and, and it's funny, I tweeted about this recently and a bunch of folks were like, you're not weird. Like, that's yeah. common. Like, a lot of people, if they have a thing that they really dive into to either help them relax or help them work, without it, mm-hmm. things start to kind of unravel. Um, I want to know... 
about something that you've not done with your music yet that you want to do, either a genre or someone you'd love to feature or a, a, like something you'd like to write about, like we were talking about you writing about Star Wars before. Like, is there something that you haven't done yet that you really want to do, but you're still in the beginning stages of figuring out how the hell to do it? All of those things that you said. Yeah. Feature, I could feature someone. Ooh. I don't know what Princess Nokia came in first, but... Um... Travis Scott, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that would be sweet. That'd be great. Um, I will say, I guess I can say here, I, I am talking to Joe about a Hawatha patent pending collaboration. That I, would be amazing. I, that'd be great. I, I love Joe. Um, to me, you know, the features thing, I don't, I don't really, sh- I'm not trying to shoot for like some pop star or whatever. I want to shoot for what I, I care about. Yeah. For, for me, like Lars and I are also working on a, on a track. Of and course. to me, those matter because I'm like, hey, the, and you know, these, I want to tell a story that's like authentic in mine. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Just to like, if I paid someone to be on my track just for the like the clout or whatever, that, like I don't want to be a clout chaser. No. Um, I'd rather be like, hey, I have a uh, a song with patent pending. And like, who's patent? I'm like, well, these they, these guys influenced me when I was a kid. You yeah, know what I mean? Totally. And there's a whole story behind it, which people people want to hear stories. I think you know that's what music's mm-hmm. kind of about. Um, I'd love to play MSG, and that's what I'm working towards. Sure. <laughs> I, I or Barclay. Every time my the studio I record is Bar Barclay, and every time I like, I'm always like, one day, dude, I'm gonna be, <laughs> you're yeah. gonna see my little name, like you know. Um, that's really just as big as I can like. Yeah. I would be like Protozoa and Xenon and play on space or something. There you go. Do that. <laughs> what about you, Justine? Me, uh, for feature, I would love. To work with like either Mumford and Son or Post Malone. Sure, I can <laughs> see that. That would be cool. Yeah. That would I feel be like cool. That would be great. And I feel like the genre I want to dive into more because I feel like I'm really like in the folk zone. Yeah. I want to dive into more pop and hip hop. Sure. I really want to get into there. Um. So for play, I would love to play one day at Red Rock. I feel like that. Oh, that would be epic. That's on my list. Red Rock's That's cool. like top of my list. Like totally. there, because I remember I saw this video. I forgot what band was playing. I was like, one day I'm going to play there. Well, one day. I would just put that in my mindset. Uh, something I haven't asked either of you. How long have you been writing or playing music? Is it something you've been doing since you were little or something that you came into when you were older or in college? You want to go first? Or? Okay, I go first. Um, well, I was told that I've been singing since I was like five months. I've been told by people. That yeah. Like, yeah, you would like mouth the words like in baby language, but you would do it. Um, I didn't start writing. I didn't start playing guitar until I was 14, so okay. I was my first guitar. And then I didn't start writing up until I was 16. And I've just been writing and playing from there. But I didn't start really performing up until 2018. Okay. So I've really been doing this since 2018, like You're two years now. Yeah. yeah. But you've been doing it for a long time. But yeah. you were waiting. I mean, just in my room, you know, just sure. like doing, yeah. But I've been doing it for a while. But that's something people talk about, right? Like, you. You could release the first thing you make, especially nowadays, mm-hmm. or yeah. you could make ten things and release none of them because you shouldn't, and then move on to the like and yeah. use that to fuel the things that grow. Like, if I could de- destroy the first fifty episodes of this podcast <laughs> when I was recording on like a shitty phone mic, or like, but you can't, right? Oh, and also, I, it, it was part of the learning experience. There's but a value I could, in that, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I think it's important also to recognize that you, if you've been doing something a long time, but you haven't been releasing it for a long time, mm-hmm. that means that's because you're honing in and you know that you need to refocus and yeah. focus on what you want to put out before you do. Um, what about you, Jose? Was in, was I don't know if this answers the question, but I was thinking about it. Uh-huh. Um, what's interesting 
now you know I'm 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 32 now, and I'm like, I found myself reverting back to stuff that I did as a kid. Yeah. Like now you know now I'm playing hip hop. Like I'm always like yeah, young Jose would be like, damn, I have to wait this long. <laughs> you know, like I would I, if if I wanted to be hip hop, you know, whatever. And now I'm doing I'm playing these all every show that I have from now until uh, August. It's a hip hop show. Oh wow. And um. And then, like, uh, you were talking about video games. I used to love video games. And then I just, you know, I grew out of it. Not grew out of it. I just, you know. It I, wasn't I, I the priority. Doing sports yeah. and so, so I didn't really have a. But now I'm finding myself, you know, I, I don't play, but I watch video. You know, my, my, my buddy Adrian has a, a, a channel, Adrianic. Uh, or not on YouTube. Oh, on YouTube. But I think oh, cool. he's, he's now, you know, starting to do the Twitch. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm out of the loop on that stuff. <laughs> but I'm finding myself that I'm like, oh, sh-. I'm like, damn, I want to buy a PS4. I want to start mm. playing video games, you know. Sure. Um, and it's weird. I'm just reverting back to everything that I used to do as a kid. You know, it's like yeah. come full, full, full circle. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's interesting. It's just, you know. Even with the music I'm making, I'm like, oh, I'm making hip hop. That's what I was trying to make when I was, you know. And were you, did you write lyrics and like try and make oh, uh, hip hop on I your kid? I ever showed you this is the first song <laughs> I ever wrote. Oh my god! I even think I said the N bomb. That's what's. Oh weird. no! But I was like, I was, I'm from Hartford. Sure. I used to have cornrows. Like, uh-huh. I was yeah. a whole different, you know. Totally. I was like ignorant and stuff like that. I mean, we all make mistakes. And I grew and I just grew up in that environment. You know? Totally. Nobody yeah. ever. I, get uh, it. I never really mm-hmm. talk about that, but um. And it's uh, and now I listen back and I'm just like, yo, chill. <laughs> but um, I used to sing in a church choir when I was uh, in a uh, my fam- so my dad's a pastor mm-hmm. and my family's Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't find myself as religious as them, right? Um, but um, I think division divides too much. But uh, I remember it used to be an issue that I used to be a singer in Episcopalian church. And what was funny is I you had to try out for that church and I got paid. I think I was like seven. And I remember, I always remember, like, I got paid like $9 a month. And I used to think, I was like, every time I got that check, I was Just like, yeah. high roller. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. even now, sometimes I'm like, damn, that check was more than I made at this show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, even, it, it was funny, I always remember, um, if, I was a soprano, that's how long ago this was. Wow. And um, I was so jealous that this kid moved up to Alto, so they gave him uh, like a can of Altoids, and I was just, I want a can of Altoids, <laughs> not realizing that, like what, what was going on, this kid's, like he was just seven, this kid's like 13, yeah. so his voice is starting to drop, but anyways, um, all my life, you know, I've, I'm, I consider myself very lucky, because since I was like 16, I knew that I, I'm like, I'm going for it, you you're just gonna mean? do it, and if you ask anybody around me, like, no, he was always, like, he was gonna do music, and there was nothing that was um, gonna stop, you know, I'm, yeah. st- I'm still, like, sometimes I, I pride myself on my hey. I, I'm there's a lot of people that I know that have dropped off and stuff like that. I'm like, but I'm still, yeah. Maybe I'm getting older, but I'm I'm happy and I feel young and I'm still making music. I'm still doing what I love, you know. Um, I think as long as it's still bringing you joy, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's not it's not to your own detriment. Although yeah. sometimes it will be. Mm. Like <laughs> I feel like that's the key, right? Like mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier that I was scaling back my DJing so I could focus on podcasting. It's not that I don't like DJing anymore. It's that that's not the thing that brings me the most joy in mm-hmm. this moment. So I'm going to lean into the thing that does. Know, yeah. And I think that even when it's how you're writing, I assume, or like when you're performing, like you want to lean into the thing that's giving you joy. Yeah. You still got to do the work, but leaning yeah. to those things that are bringing you joy probably make that stuff a lot easier. Oh, yes. Um... Do you think that um, you would uh, change your music direction if you saw that, like, for example, so your your EP has a ton of different genres, and you pride yourself on how you don't kind of define that, you just make the music you want to make. 
if you found that one of them uh, got better response than the other, would you lean into that, or you still continue to diversify? Mm, I would depend on my mood. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, at the same time, I, I do think initially um, it did hurt, not hurt me, but it did slow my my growth, I guess, in the pop or just being yeah. like, cool, I guess. Quote, <laughs> Because cause initially, I remember when I used to write Spanish music, no, not that nobody was doing it, but it, it wasn't what it is now. Like right. Latinx music became like reggaeton, kind of brag, you know, brought it back, and people like Bad Bunny made it like, you know, now it's now it's everybody yeah. listening to it. Um, and even though back then I, used to, I, I always wrote in both languages, and I always just prided myself on that. So no, I wouldn't change it. Um, I do, and I wouldn't really focus on one genre because I just don't think I possibly physically. You don't think yeah. you're capable. Can you know what I mean? Well, it's like, legit. In my head, when you were saying something that I want to do, I'm like, I do want to do like a screaming song one day. You know what I mean? Like, like scream out almost. Not uh, like that, or like like an emo, like Taking Back Sunday. Oh vibes, sure. You know oh yeah, I mean? that'd be cool. Like My Chemical right. Romance or something yeah, like totally. that. Like I still, that's what I grew up with, and I still like you know everything comes back around eventually. Yeah. Sure. And. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, Chesky has a line that I can't remember right now, but it's like, I don't want to go for the trend. The, the, it, it, I just played a show and everybody was doing like, was trendy. Yeah. And I was so proud that I'm like, I'm like I you stuck, were I stuck out and maybe I wasn't like as cool, but I don't really care. You know, I don't like, you know, not to be like judgmental, but I'm like that, that whatever musician that was, it's like, I'm like, cool, man, you made like your, another cookie cutter thing that mm-hmm. nobody's going to remember. Right. That um, in 10 years will disappear. Yeah. And not maybe 10 months, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, I feel like like when you come to a show of mine and stuff like that, you, you're going to get, even if I play like a 20 minute set, you're going to get something out of it because of the, 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 the wave of genre that's hitting yeah. on you. Um, but that also, like I said, not going to say stunted my growth, but also gave me like a, because everybody's like, oh, what kind of music do you make? Wait, like, you can't put you in a box. I don't know. Like, and like, come to a show and yeah, you'll yeah. see. You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, mm. um, and I know like for, at least for the, your most recent record, it tends to be within a similar genre, but it, it you do branch out like some things are heavier. Like yeah. the final track on the record is definitely much heavier than everything else on the album. Oh, yes. Would you consider leaning into that and doing a full record that's kind of a darker or heavier sound? Or do you like diversifying the I way like you do? I like diversifying. I feel like it's fun. Because yeah. why stick to the genre when you could try so many? Mm-hmm. And there's so many genres you could try. So I'll always diversify it. Because I, I grew up listening to everything. Sure. Know? So... Always, always diversify. And life diversifies you anyways. Right, sure, yeah. You can't just do one thing. I think it's more fascinating when, like, if you meet an artist who plays punk rock, who listened to punk rock, who grew up with punk rock, Mm -hmm. like, that's fine. Yeah. But if you meet someone who plays punk rock, who grew up listening to hip-hop, who grew Mm -hmm. up listening to rock and roll, like, like, the reason I think Lars identifies with so many people, like, people latch onto his stuff is because he grew up listening to to punk rock and hip hop mm-hmm. and rock and roll and pop music and he's, he's not afraid yeah. and he's not afraid to lean into any of that and i think that's really important i think when you're creating anything it's better to let your influence show mm-hmm. than to just try and fit into a box because then sure you you'll check off that one thing but then you're missing out on everything else around it exactly mm-hmm. yeah just be yourself of yeah, course totally um the last thing i wanted to ask before we start to wrap up is advice it's cheesy, but I like, especially with newer artists or artists who are just trying to find, are starting to find their footing and figuring out what they really want to do. What's something you, what advice would you give to an indie artist now that maybe you didn't know when you first started making music or writing music? Something that you didn't even think of that now you'd be like, this is a thing you should do or look out for. 
You want to go first? No, no, you go first. You go first. Don't give up. Nah, you know, the last one's yeah, cheating sure. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I'm really gonna. Now I'm gonna curse. Just fucking do, do it. it. If you think, if you if you think about it, do it. Because like you're not gonna you're not gonna know if it works or not until mm-hmm. you do it. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna like My dislike God. yourself for not trying it out. You know, because yes. you'll you need to. You, like, you just it's like uh. And I think this is like where my scientist brain comes in from. You know, it's just like it's like guess and check. It's like, oh, does this work? No, nothing is gonna happen if it doesn't. You know, the, in, you're it, not gonna die if you. And if you and if you get booed, you know how I I've had people. I remember I had a flyer once at the University of New Haven looking for a drummer, and the, someone wrote on the flyer like, you should get, you should become a better band to get a better yeah. drummer. And I'm just like. One, well, one, be nice. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah. you never know what someone's going through and yes. you never know who's going to make it. You know what I mean? It's Totally. What you think is cool doesn't mean that someone else is going to think it's cool. Um, be open-minded. Um, I don't, just do it. You know what I yeah, mean? Totally. I, it's, it's really, it's easy, and it's, but it's going to be fucking hard. You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yes. Totally. Um, you're going to feel up, you're going to feel down. Um, but it's like, the more you, I don't, it's like, it's like anything else. The more you do it, the better you're gonna get at it. Um, just don't don't get discouraged. People are gonna tr- try to tear you down. Mm-hmm. And yeah. People are gonna bring you up. You know what I mean? Just um, the best advice. My friend Ashley Hamill, she's a musician as well. Focus on the people that like are bringing you up, because we tend to focus on like people that are tearing you down. Sure. Like, all that, like when you look at your like uh, your negative reviews, like you know we tend to look at the negative reviews, and I'm like, hey, you know. By I suppose that like, you gave me a negative review and you two gave me a positive review, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if I spend my time like focusing on your negative review, I've wasted their time sure. and their positive. You know, it's like yeah. oh, we believed in you and yeah. I focused on you when I should be focusing on them. So focus on the positive part of it, um, even when it gets dark, you know. And if you need help, ask for help. And mm-hmm. advice, just aside from the music thing, you know, it's like just. Make sure you just check your mental health. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. That's very totally. important. Legit. Um, don't don't be afraid to ask for help or and or and just write about it. Just write yeah. about every experience. Cause you know my buddy was asking me the other day. He said, you know how how do you get people to listen to you? I'm like, what I what I've learned. You know, it took me a long time to learn it. Is that what I've gone through? There's you know there's seven billion people in this world. Someone else has gone through that. Yeah, totally. And they're just waiting for someone to like find that message and. You can you can be that you don't have to be like the you know like a savior but you can share that message and have that conversation with that other you know it takes you know when you make someone like sing a song or just like they come up to you like hey your song really changed me that's a big deal you know yes. what I mean because people are very they don't want to be you're putting them in a vulnerable spot and people usually don't want to be you know mm-hmm. they want to be closed off and it's yeah. like hey I don't want to tell anybody that I need help or whatever but I've been very lucky and I've, I I I'm extremely lucky my mom was always like. You always get in the deepest trouble, and for some reason, you always come out like either ahead or like just like it's like, it's like I can't even fathom fathom it. And um, I just have a a good group of people around me, mm-hmm. and you know I've had you know my 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 I'm not perfect. I've made my mistakes, and you learn from it. Um, and you just put people around you that you believe in, and they'll believe in you, and they'll pick you up yeah. when you fall. You know, and you do the same thing for them. You know, it's yeah. uh, but don't give up. That's the thing that you know. It's like. If there's two people, I've played to, I've played to the other band, or I've played to the sound guy, <laughs> sure. you know, and yeah. I've played a show just now to like 900 people, and it's like, the f- play every show like there's, like there's like it is MSG, yeah, mm-hmm. because you don't know who's watching, and last night like don't wait on the like oh there's a label that's gonna sign me, no. like, do it yourself, do it. you know yeah. what I mean? Because at the end of the day, kind of what we were talking about earlier with the, um, hey you know be a jack of all trades. 
for a little bit, you have to kind of be it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Even if your fire is shitty, the shittier it looks, like the better it kind of is. Like, yeah. Hey, I but I made this. You know what I mean? Be totally. proud of it, and just and just stand by it. You know, don't be shy. Yeah. I mean, if you're a shy person, be shy. But I'm just saying, just like, it's uh, you are putting yourself out there, and that's a lot more than most people are doing. Yeah. Totally. And that's it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you literally said everything that oh, I say sorry. all the time. I, I wrote it earlier. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I complete like everything he said is correct. That, yeah. That's 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 the that's the point and the, like the set mindset. I can't speak. The <laughs> mindset that I live by because it's important to never give up and it's important to do what makes you happy. Yeah. I, mean, I don't really need to say much because he gave it. Up. <laughs> like, do what makes you happy. Keep working at it. If this doesn't work, doesn't matter. You try something else. You know, just you know. Even if it doesn't work, just <laughs> wait. It might. Oh, yeah. it, if it doesn't work, it might work. You know, Spanish didn't yeah. work for me at first, and now it no, works. You know, yeah. Yeah, totally. it's like just just try it. Yeah. You know, it's what do you what do you have to you know what do you have to lose for being real? kind thing is important. Yes, be I kind agree. To everyone, you never know who's listening. And always be, be nice to your sound guy. Oh, always, <laughs> always, always, always. Oh my gosh. Always give him a shot. I always, I'm like, I always try to. I'm really bad with names, and always like try to remember the sound guy's name. But, um, you know what's funny when he said "be vulnerable." It's true because I would never forget that last song in the record, Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a Christian, like my fa- my parents are Christian and everything. I'm Christian as well. Um, uh, I remember I wrote this song, and they were like, "Oh, but why are you talking about demons? Why are you talking about insomnia? Mm. These are darker things." But in my my point of view, why not speak about those darker things? Because everyone is going through that. Yeah. And I remember I played it for the first time, my first show ever. I, Justin, as Justine Grove, I played for my first show ever. I forgot, it was in January 2018. I remember I played the song, and my dad was like, why did you play that? But then this girl came up to me, and she's like, that last song you played, Insomnia. I cried because I deal with that all the time. And I was like, this is why. That's, and, I, you know, powerful. I do music for myself, for myself healing, but I also do it for everyone else. Because you never know who needs to hear what they need to hear. Because some people feel alone. Because, like, yeah. in my lifetime, I've I've done things on my own. And I've been alone. So it's weird because, like, these last couple of years, I've been with around people. Mm-hmm. Usually I'm just by myself doing things by myself. So it's good to have other people around you. And it's good for people to understand that they are not alone in the things that they go through. Which is so important. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Um, like, I'm all for the anti-racism, but I'm also all for the mental health as a taboo. Yeah. I, I agree. Everyone should be in therapy. Yeah. For some period of time. Or you may I, not always need it, but like everybody yeah. should just, you know, just need be, someone to talk be to. Be open to, hey, can I talk? You know, it's yeah. like. Um, this has been great. Um, before I have you sign off the show, I want to first let you both say where people can find you, the best place to follow you, yeah. and mm-hmm. the best place to buy your music. Thank you. I always forget this. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. Um, well, I'm Justin Grove, and <clears throat> the place to follow me where I really interact with everybody is my Instagram is at Justine Grove Music. Um, you could find my music on all streaming sites. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you got for me. Hawata. Uh, yeah. Um, spell it out. Spell it out. J O in Spanish or in English? <laughs> both. Both. O A T A. No, J O A T A. Um, you can find me on all the streaming platforms as well. I do lean on my Instagram more than I lean on my, um, or everything else, but, uh, <laughs> it's Ola Hoata, so H-O-L-A, Ola means hello, no, yeah. <laughs> Ola, uh, H-O-L-A-J-O-A-T-A, yeah. um, buy my music on Bandcamp, cause yeah, do it. that's where I can actually use it to keep myself on tour, and, um, one last thing, sure, 
you were saying how you listen to podcasts. I'm really, I my attention span is so bad that I don't listen to, <laughs> you know. But when I'm on tour, I listen to a lot of stand-up comedy. Because it's like the stories, I get, you yeah. know, I get wrapped up in the story. So I'm like, you know, driving and I'm laughing. You know, it's just yeah. like, I just need to, st- like, after a while, like, if you're on an eight-hour drive, eight hours of music, sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm doing eight hours of music and I'm about to play a show and listen mm-hmm. to, like, another three hours. I'm like, let me listen to, like, Mitch Hedberg or let me listen oh, to, Mitch like, Hedberg. you know, I just need something yeah. that I want to hear a story that's fun. You know, so I yeah. need something to just to, uh, but it's still music in a, in a way to me it's maybe musical. it doesn't ha- yeah. yeah it doesn't have like the i guess instruments but it does have like a, a cadence and a rhythm mm-hmm. to it and then stuff like that but that's 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 for all in but hawata mm-hmm. <laughs> um thank you for having us of course the last thing i'll ask you to do is we have a saying on the show which is music is life and life is good the idea behind it originally was what it says if music is life and life is good life with music is good but Mm -hmm. i've expanded it because i've had people besides musicians on here that if you're making creating or engaging with good art life Mm -hmm. is good even with what's going on around you the trash fire that our country is all of that stuff (laughs) you can still be good with good art so i will entrust huata to say music is life and then Justine Grove to say, and life, life is, is good. good. So, life. would you do that for me to sign off the show? So much pressure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Ready? Um, music is life. And life is good. That's it for this episode of Crash Chords Autographs. Our theme music is by Michael Kill. Our logo was designed by Case Aiken and Joey Amans. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Facebook. You'll help us reach more listeners. Questions, comments, or guest recommendations? Email matt.storm at crashchords.com or hit us up on Twitter at Crash Chords Web. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque, the podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weburlesque.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good. <laughs>